Cape Talk. A worldview from London with Adam Gilchrist. Uh, good morning, Adam Gilchrist. Before I jump to you, uh, let me just backlink. Uh, we're talking about uh, the David Teague uh, conversation. I'd like to have a curated conversation. I can only do that if I hear your voice and I can engage. So a voice note or a telephone call, that would be appreciative. Um, sometimes I cannot read the tone and intonation of your messages. Sometimes the messages are very long. So rather pick up the phone and give us a call and a voice note. But back to you, Adam Gilchrist. Uh, let's zone into a very important geopolitical issue, and that is connected to Gaza. It's the airstrikes on Houthis in Yemen. The U.S. and the U.K. targeted airstrikes at um, Houthi rebels, and the U.S. has now says it has delivered a message to Yemen. Yeah, um, and we don't know whether that's a voice note or uh, maybe a phone call. It could be a text. We uh, don't. But isn't it interesting? President Biden specifically said they had delivered a private message to Iran about the Houthis in Yemen, and this is after, as you say, the strikes. The uh, the latest strikes by the U.S. Air Force and the Royal Air Force. They hit thirty Houthi positions on Friday, and then they followed it up with an attack on a radar site in Yemen. And the latest overnight is that America says that they have shot down a cruise missile that had been fired from Yemen uh, and at an American Navy destroyer in the Red Sea. So it's going on. It's ramping up. It's, it's a problem, all right. Iran has denied involvement, by the way, in the attacks by the Houthis in the Red Sea, although Tehran is suspect of supplying them with their weapons. And the Americans say Iranian intelligence is critical to enabling them to target ships. So in other words, if Iran is saying, look, it's not us, we're not responsible, and they help with bringing the Houthis down, then that would sort of suggest innocence. If they don't help, then are they complicit? It's a, an interesting one to play. But we have no idea what was in that private message, that that voice note, whatever was sent. Wouldn't it be fascinating to know? And the world has um, a newest monarch, uh, sans all the, yeah. the pomp and ceremony and the um, mysterious procedures of anointment by some sort of yeah. higher power decree. <laughs> Denmark has a new monarch and all it needed was literally a stroke of a pen. Yeah, it was none of that stuff, none of that British nonsense. King Charles was anointed, was it water from the Sea of Galilee that had been specially blessed in the church in Jerusalem and and then did the, I have no, you know, it was extraordinary. And that was just one tiny, tiny element of the pomp and pageantry. We quite like a bit of pomp and pageantry, and particularly if you're making the crown. You kind of need that, otherwise there's no point in making it. If you were making a version of the crown, about the Danish royal family, it would be just funky people doing proper jobs and going to normal schools. Oh, the mistake's gone. Except they're very popular, the Danish royal family, and not just in Denmark, beyond that as well. And it was this extraordinary thing that Queen Margrethe um, abdicated, which we knew from a couple of weeks ago, uh, but now her son, Frederick X, takes over. Um, and all done, as you say, swipe of a pen. Tens of thousands of people had gathered outside, by the way, to, I don't know, but they waiting for there was a gun salute and they did ride around a little bit in a car afterwards and uh king frederick kissed his australian wife may donaldson or queen mary is sorry i said may didn't i queen mary on the balcony of the apartment so again there's a bit of whooping about that 
there's something about Mary, all right, because there's something quite sort of Diana-esque about her, or maybe it's more like Grace Kelly, actually, that she's come from another country, but always felt a bit like a princess and a queen, even before she became that. But honestly, quick potted history of the Danish royal family, because I think they're fascinating. They date back a thousand years, at least. They can trace that lineage. For 500 years, the monarch of Denmark, apart from Queen Margareta, has always been a King Frederick or a King Christian. They alternate between the two because the, the sons are always called that. They've changed that now. It can be daughters too. King Harold Bluetooth gave his name to Bluetooth Wi-Fi connectivity, yes. which is just <laughs> fantastic. And the new king and queen, they are sporty, they're fashionable, they're funky, they're informal. The tabloids love them. But for how long? Look, uh, a lady of the lake, her arm clad in the pure shimmering samite, holding aloft Excalibur from the bosom of her water, signifying the divine providence that I, Lester, was to carry Excalibur, and that is why I am king. Is not actually a bad way of being <laughs> present. I'm sure you get yeah, the reference. Take that throne. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, lost from the museum, some strange and wonderful missing artifact. This is interesting. They've done an audit, basically, on several years. It's not just all in the last 12 months, but an audit of all the stuff, uh, not the stuff nicked by the British Empire, but nicked on behalf of the British Empire that has now disappeared. So let's call them missing items from all sorts of museums and galleries across the UK. And this is on top of the 2,000 missing items from the British Museum specifically. So elsewhere. The 1,700 lost curios include various paintings and pictures. Okay, dinosaur fragments, bird feathers, a set of fake moustaches worn by a Victorian gentleman, a Saddam Hussein calendar, a cannonball, a mousetrap, a navigational aircraft computer, stockings and underpants. I put it to you, fake tashes, stocking and pants. They're a bit niche when it comes to stuff that may have ended up in somebody's back bedroom. But the ultimate, the Science Museum in London is missing a deep-sea observation chamber. Who walked off with a deep-sea observation chamber, and how? I uh, wonder to have the CCTV on that, if it existed at the time. Coming to a high street charity shop near you. <laughs> Keep <laughs> your eyes <laughs> open for flea markets in and around London. Adam Gilchrist, really appreciate your time. Welcome back, and we'll chat you again tomorrow with The Worldview.